Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. The cardinal virtue of temperance, by which we keep within proper bounds and repress all inordinate inclinations and desires. When Tony and Hazel were married, it was the biggest and the most expensive wedding the town had ever known. It was wartime. And Hazel didn't think it right to have a big ceremony. But she was overruled by her parents and Tony, who knew the ins and outs of tax matters. He pointed out to Hazel's father that under certain conditions, part of the cost could be written off as a business expense. Certain conditions meant that a number of government procurement offices should be invited to the wedding. While waiting for the bride, Tony paved the way for two fat government contracts. Thank you, General. We'll iron out the details when I get back from my honeymoon. Details of what, Tony? Hello, Dave. Details of a defense contract. It'll run to $20 million. Not bad. Not adverse to turning a fast $5 million bucks even on your wedding day. Profit will run closer to six, Davey. Do I detect a trace of envy in your remark? Not at all, Tony. Have some champagne. Thank you. Oh, imported. What else? Nothing but the best. It's quite a party, Tony. 
But isn't Hazel's father overdoing things a bit, wartime and all? Not when Uncle Sam pays for 80% of it. I see. I suppose you worked that out for him. Right. To the bride. To the bride. You uh, know, of course, she's much too good for you. You don't suppose I'd marry a girl who wasn't, do you? No. No, you wouldn't. Congratulations. Thanks, Davy boy. Hey, now I recall you were rather sweet on Hazel, weren't you? Tony, she's a wonderful girl. I I hope you'll make her very happy. She's going to get the best of everything. I'm hiring the best architect in America to build us a house across the Potomac. It'll make some of those so-called mansions look like tobacco road shacks. One thing they can never accuse Tony Peel of, trying to keep up with the Joneses. Right. But do you know why? You tell me. Because Tony Peel is the Joneses, setting the standard for all the non-Joneses. Uh, excuse me. This is my wedding day. That was in 1943. Ten years later, Tony had accumulated so much money, he never stopped to look to see whether it was a five or a fifty dollar bill he handed to a head waiter. And six years later, he realized he would always go on making money, not because he wanted or needed more, but because of the pleasure he got out of matching wits with other men who were in competition with him. He assumed Hazel was happy. Why shouldn't she be? She had the best money could buy. Among her old friends, only one person suspected her life was reaching a crisis. Dave. Hello, Hazel. I came as soon as I got your message. What's the trouble? Oh, well, you, you mustn't assume there's trouble. It's just that... Well, I, I haven't seen much of you this last year, and I, I wanted to talk to you. Well, you didn't come to our last party. You and Tony quarreled? No more than we usually do. As a matter of fact, I had to go out of town. David, you don't lie very well. Neither do you, Hazel. Let's not try. I asked you to come because you're the only one I can talk to. By the way, why did you duck our party? Well, I... I couldn't stand seeing what Tony was doing to you. Why haven't you married, David? What, uh, what is it you want to talk about, Tony? Yes. You're not happy, are you? I'm miserable. I've even thought of a divorce. After 18 years of marriage? 19 years next week. Another woman? Oh, goodness, no. Tony's too busy making money to look at another woman. In fact, he's too busy to look at the one he has. But you won't divorce, Tony. No, I suppose not. Even if you stopped loving him, you wouldn't. You'd stick and try to straighten him out. You'd tell yourself whatever was wrong was partly your fault. No matter what Tony did, you wouldn't leave him. Because you're blessed or cursed with a deep sense of loyalty. David. I think I know now why you never married. I'm sorry. I might have outgrown it if I knew you and Tony were gloriously happy, but let's talk about your problem. 
Where do we start? With the wedding, I suppose. It was typical of our lives. Too much of everything. Even my wedding had a commercial tinge to it. And it's been the same ever since? More so. Tony overdoes everything. Drinks too much, eats too much, drives too fast. Life has turned into a race against... I don't know what. And three years ago, he began to gamble. But why? Surely he has all the money he can possibly want. David, odd as it may seem, I don't think he cares about the money. But he plays to win. Always. And he usually does. That fits. No matter what Tony undertakes, he has to be top man. Yes, that's part of it. You have two fine children. I had them only when they were small. Then Tony took over and began to spoil them with expensive presents. As soon as they were old enough, I persuaded him to send them away to school. Not because I wanted to. But because I had to get them away from Tony's influence. I don't know how I can help you, Hazel. Talking to Tony won't do any good. No. But it, it, it's a help to tell someone the things I've kept bottled up inside me. Tony must be away a lot. How do you spend your time? Oh, first it was club affairs, garden, bridge, golf, where I met a lot of other women who were feeling sorry for themselves. It wasn't very stimulating. So you got out. Then what? And then I began to feel sorry for all the stray dogs and cats. So I joined a league to prevent cruelty to animals. That was a little better. At least the women weren't feeling sorry for themselves. But? And that blew up when every last woman, including myself, showed up to a meeting wearing a mink coat. Wild mink, David. Caught in steel traps in Alaska and Canada. You know how a wild animal escapes from a trap? He chews his leg off. That was the year Tony gave me a sable coat for Christmas. He was annoyed when I sent it back. Well, then I took up charity work. It was something to do, an escape from boredom at first. But you didn't give up, did you? I was ready to. They put me on a committee to raise money. It was so simple. Tony just wrote a check to cover my quota. And then I decided to visit some of the people to whom the food and clothing were going. The slums. My first insight into misery and poverty. That's why I'm still in charity work. Maybe that's the kind of a jolt Tony needs. David, I tried to get him interested. To take time off from business and spend a week at one of the fresh air camps. His answer was another check. I couldn't make him see. I wanted him to go for his own sake, not for the children's. Doesn't he ever talk to you about a stopping point in this drive for money? An aim? Tony says we have only this one life, and he's going to live it to the hilt. Only one life. I thought that way when I was in college. Sure, we all did. But now I'm convinced the religion we shed so easily during that time was the truth. David, I know it is. That's why I'm worried about Tony and his short-sighted philosophy. 
I'm afraid that death may come to him suddenly, and he'll not be ready. That sounds like an ambulance. Yes. Let's go to the window and see. No. There are two cars. Yes, you're right. It's an officer chasing a car. It's Tony! What was I doing, officer? I clocked you at 100 on the straightaway. Here. Here's $50. Will that take care of it? I wouldn't know. The judge sets the fine. You know who I am? Yep. Mr. Anthony Peel. That's right. And my time's too valuable to appear in traffic court and wait in line. Time's pretty valuable to those kids playing in that schoolyard you passed at 80 miles an hour. Now, look here, officer. Here's your ticket. Traffic courts at 9 on Tuesday and Thursday. That officer. You can't always get away with it. Hazel! Hazel! In here, Tony. I have a surprise for you. Davy, good to see you. Hello, Tony. Did I hear you chatting with someone just now? Oh, that. A fresh cop out to make a record. Oh, Tony, I do wish you wouldn't drive so fast. Honey, I didn't pay 10000 for a car to let others go past me. How about a drink, Dave? Uh, no, thanks. I'm going to get back to the office. We haven't seen much of you lately. You've been avoiding it? I've been rather busy. Look, Jim Randall's closing his hunting lodge in the Adirondacks next week, throwing a whale of a party. He told me to come and bring a few guests. Why don't you come along? Well, I I don't know if I can get away. Oh, David, try. The hills are beautiful with their fall colors. I'll try. I'll count on you. I'm after a big deal with Randall. If I put it over, I'll need a lawyer to draw up a binder. Jim's pretty slippery, and I want things in writing. Tony... If it's a business meeting, take your own lawyer. Don't ask David. Why not? Davy's a lawyer. I'll pay him a fee. By the way, how is the law business? It's pretty good. But you can always use some new business, huh? What lawyer can't? Do you know Judge Hewlett? Yes, I know him very well. I just got this ticket. Would you go into traffic court and fix it for me? Afraid not, Tony. Why not? Oh, Tony, please. Why not? Why not? I don't want to waste the time. Davy will tell the judge how busy I am and pay the fine. I'll give him the money. Doesn't work that way. This is an excessive speed violation. You're out here in person. I understand all that. All I want you to do is tell Judge Hewlett I'm a good friend of yours. No. In the first place, I wouldn't ask it of the judge. In the second place, he'd tell me to get out of his court. And in the third place... What? My little nephew plays in that schoolyard you passed at 80 miles an hour. Bye. Goodbye, Hazel. Goodbye, David. Still want me to come to the Adirondacks, Tony? Sure, why not? Tony, do you know that you're doing 90? Please slow down. Now, you promise. There's very little traffic. They don't want you to poke. Look, the speed limit is 60. If you think that's poking, it's because you're used to 90. Besides, what's the great rush? I want to get there. There's plenty of time. I want to get there before the others and nail Jim down to an agreement. Oh, Tony, Tony. 
Can't you ever go to a party just for the fun of it? Don't worry. I'll have fun. I always do. I'll just enjoy it more if I know someone else hasn't gotten to gym ahead of me. Is this contract so awfully important? It's worth a million. Will another million make us any happier? Are you telling me you're not happy? I haven't been for a long time. But why, when you have... Our lives are so empty. Empty? I like that. Money, position, power. But where is it leading, Tony? There's no direction or purpose to our lives. Have you ever stopped to think where we're going? I mean, our ultimate goal? Someday we die. And then what? That ends it. You're sure even of that, aren't you? Oh, for the love of Mike, let's not get into a religious discussion. Right now, all I'm interested in is getting to Jim's place. Take it easy. You've got to drive. Listen, I can drive better when I'm loaded than most fellas can when they're sober. Make it two for the road. I know you're a wonderful driver, even when you've had a lot to drink, but the highway's filled with a lot of other people who aren't as good as you. They might run into you. If they do, I'll sue them. Come on, let's get started. Goodbye, Hazel. You couldn't persuade him to get some sleep before he starts? No, it's useless. This happens all the time. I'm used to it. Well, keep an eye on him. And if he gets drowsy, make him stop and pull off the highway. Come on, Hazel. Let's get rolling. Tony? You all right? Fine, fine. You're on the wrong road, you know. This will get us there. Miss that turn in Albany. Well, where are we? On the east side of the Hudson, the chute's right into the express highway at Tarrytown. Look, will you stop at the next gas station and have some coffee? I don't need coffee. Well, then I'd like some. All right, all right. Hand me that thermos. Thermos? I had Jim's butler make me some cocktails better than coffee. Oh, no. Well, either give it to me or I'll have to get it myself. No, keep your eye on the road. I'll get it. What's the matter? You're drowsy. Your head's on it. I had to steady the wheel. You were going off the road. Oh, no, no. I saw it. Will you please, please pull over and take a nap, even for 15 minutes? All right. First good place. Look out! What? There's a man! You hit him! You hit him! Tony, stop! Stop! You hit that man! Go back! Stop the car! Get away from that wheel, you'll make me crash. What's the trouble, officer? An accident. Looks like a hit and run. Man's dying. Anything I can do? 
Hey, might stand by if he makes a dying statement. I'd like a witness. I'm afraid he's dead. Tanker. This is Ross, state trooper. Uh, you see what kind of car hit you? D.C. D.C. Seven. D.C. Oh, he's gone. You know him? Yeah. Tanker. Shows up this time every year on his way to St. Christopher's Inn up the road. Gets straightened out, but every year he's back. Tanker, we call him. No one knows who he is. What do you suppose he was trying to say? D.C., D.C. 7. Could be the license plate, District of Columbia. I don't suppose there's much chance of catching him. Well, we'll alert all the highway tunnels and toll stations to be on the alert for a car with a broken headlight and a bashed-in right fender. Could the driver have hit him without knowing what it was? Hardly. Time marks show he stopped or slowed down fast. But he knew. This man was thrown 40 feet from that broken glass on the other side of the highway. 40 feet? Yeah, the tanker must weigh about 160 pounds. The car was doing 80 at least when it hit poor old tanker. See, you're from Washington. Uh, yes, I'm a lawyer. You don't know anyone who makes it a habit of driving at 80 miles an hour, do you? Hazel, I, I don't know what got into me. All I could think of was getting away. I know I should have stopped, but... The scandal, I, I, I was thinking of you and the children... I, well, he was a drunk, a tramp. You read the papers. There was nothing I could do. He was dead. Yes, he's dead. And no one knows who hit him. What are you going to do? Well, if he had any relatives, I, I, I could send them some money, but no one knows who he is. How do I know he wasn't drunk and fell in the path? You didn't stop to find out. Hello, Tony. What? Hazel? Dave. I didn't hear the bell ring. I came in the back way, through the garage. I, uh, had a little accident. Tony, before the man died, he gave part of the license number. Just the first number. But the police know the color of the car and the make. No. How can they know that? When you drive an extra special car, the glass and the headlights can tell the make. A bit of paint the size of a pinhead is enough to tell the color of the car. Dealer check will tell who was sold a car of that make, that color. From then on, it's just a process of elimination. I'll get rid of the car. I'll haul it out to sea on my yacht and dump it. That won't do any good. Police will want to know what you did with your car. It'll look much better if you go to the police and make a voluntary confession. Dave's right, Tony. It means prison. I don't know how many years. I suppose it will. All right, I'll fight it. Hazel? You'll swear I was going at a reasonable speed. I felt a bump, but thought it was a deer. Yes, it was a deer. We stopped, and we thought we saw it going into the trees. There was nothing we could do, so we drove home. Dave, I want you to take the case. No, Tony. I couldn't. I'll probably be called as a witness. All right, I'll get another lawyer. Witness? Against me? I was present when the man died. The prosecution would ask me a lot of questions. 
about how you drove, whether you were sober that night. Suppose you did. I'd have to tell the truth. All right, I've got Hazel's testimony to refute yours. No, Tony. If I take the stand, I'll tell the truth. What? You want me to go to prison? Tony. We've got to learn someday that we can't give free rein to our desires and never pay. Not with money, but with part of our lives. Tony got three to five years. On the first visitor's day, he refused to see Hazel and told her never to come to see him. But she came back, and she wrote to him. And one day in the second year, the door opened, and Tony came to the bench and looked at her through the heavy wire. Hello, Hazel. Tony. Oh, Tony, dear, you've come. I'm sorry, but maybe it's best I waited. I would have said a lot of cruel things to you. How are you getting along? You're looking very well. well I've taken off the excess weight. I feel fine. There's so many things I want to say. My time will be up soon, and I'll say them then. Hazel, for the first time in my life, I've had time to do nothing but think. I know now what the trouble was. I had too much of everything before I had a sense of responsibility. I was rushing through life because I was afraid I'd miss some of it. I'm beginning to believe that this life is not the end. There's something more, beyond, that's more important. And because it's a mystery, there's more to look forward to. I want to thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony's Shrine, Graymoor. Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymoor. 
Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.